0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to Body Matters. This is Alana Ulifir and I'll be your guest for the next hour. And today I will be solo, chatting on my own. And the topic that I really, really felt in my heart is the power of the tongue and to be thankful. You know, I'm going to talk about this topic because I think it's such an important topic and especially for us as Christians. Do you know that the tongue has the power of life and death? Your words can either speak life or death. And our tongues can either build up others or tear them down. So do you know that you can change your world by changing your tongue? There's so much power in your tongue. Remember in Genesis 1, we read about God who created the heavens and earth and everything in it by speaking creation into existence. In Genesis 1, 27, it says, So God created mankind in His own image. And in the image of God, he created them male and female. So if we were created in the image of God, then we have the same attributes as God. If God's words have creative power to create something out of nothing, then our words have creative power too. And I just want to touch on Genesis 1 3, and it says, And God said, Let there be light. And if we look at chapter four, it says, and God said, let there be vault and let there be water. So everything that God spoke came to existence. So what we speak about our lives and our situations, we are actually in fact prophesying over our circumstances and over our future. You know, when we speak into the atmosphere, we speak things into existence. So we need to be careful about what we say about others and our circumstances. So let's look at trusting for a good outcome. You know, if you and I are trusting for a good outcome in our lives, in our situations, in our future, then we need to line our words up with that which we are trusting God for. You know, even if we don't see the outcome yet, we speak as if we have already received it. And in Romans 4, 17, it says, call those things which are not As if they were, it doesn't mean we have to lie, but if you and I are sick and someone asks you, how are you doing? A good response could actually be, you know what? The Lord is busy healing me and our words need to, as I said, line up with that, which we are trusting him for in Hebrews 11, one, it says, faith is the things hoped for and the assurance of what we do not see. And I want to just focus on the word assurance It assures us of something we have not seen yet. We are trusting for a good outcome. And all of you know that faith without works is dead. So it's no use trusting God for something and you want it to happen, but then your words say the opposite. So, faith is the things hoped for and the assurance of what we do not see. So, we may not be seeing the results of the outcome yet, but we are standing in agreement that it will come to pass. You know, having faith is not just being passive and just hoping for something to manifest. It's being active, speaking and calling those things into existence as if they already exist. So we need to know what the Word of God says about our situations. You know, some of us are struggling with different things in our lives. Maybe you're trusting God to heal you. Or maybe, you know, you're trusting God for a breakthrough in your finances or with your children. And, you know, it's so important that we get the Word of God, that we actually get those scriptures. Ask God to show you the scriptures that you need to stand on. And if we think about Jesus you know after he was baptized and he went into the um the wilderness and the enemy tempted him and all he said it was written it was written that man shall not live by bread alone so Jesus stood on the word of God. And so we need to stand on the word of God. You know, sometimes we look at reality and we look at our circumstances and in the natural, it doesn't look like anything much is happening. But we need to speak things into the supernatural. You know that the supernatural is more real than the natural. And God says that this this world will pass away, but his word will never fail. His word will always be constant. It will never pass away. Therefore, if it is healing that we need to find healing for, look for scriptures, write it down, meditate on it, declare the word of God out loud, whether it's over your body, over your situation, because there's power in the tongue. You know that every time you speak, you are sowing seeds, you know, you're planting seeds for your future or over your children, whatever you are praying for, whatever you are declaring or trusting God for, you are sowing sowing those seeds and as I said your words are prophesying either death or life you see the word is powerful and in John 1 1 it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God so when you speak the word you speak God Hebrews 14 12 says the word of God is alive and active sharper than a double-edged sword It penetrates, even dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Let the word which is God become active in your circumstances. The word penetrates every area. Let the word penetrate every area of your existence. So let's take a break and then we will continue With the word of God and the power of God's word. Welcome back. This is Alana Oleyfeer, and you've just tuned into Body Matters, and I'm chatting about the power of the tongue, and also thankfulness. So I want to start by reading Psalm 103, um, verse 20, which says, "Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His word." Heeding the voice of his word. You know that angels are assigned to protect us and go to work on our behalf as they heed to the word of God. So every time we speak the word of God, the angels are put into action. So speak the word of God into your situation so that the angels can be activated to accomplish the work of the Lord. And I want to give you an example of this in Daniel 10 verse 12, which says, Then he said, Don't be afraid. This is the angel speaking. Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven, and I have come in an answer to your praise. And as we know, as the scripture unfolds, that Daniel was actually caught up in a battle, and therefore the whole prayer was delayed. But this is just such a beautiful example that the angel was sent out to abide to the request to, to bring that request to into existence. And so, Hold on. And if we think of the word of God and we think about our situations and where we are, sometimes it's so difficult when we're trusting the Lord for something. But I want to encourage you today to hold on to the promises and the prophecies that the Lord has given you regarding your life and the situation that you're trusting him for. You know, sometimes even in my own life, I'll be, you know, really trusting God for something and when I take out the word of God, I just, I'm just reminded of his promises. You know that every promise in the Bible is for you and for us. We need to claim it. Sometimes God gives us a revelational word. And that is just for you for that specific time that, you're, you, know, that you, you need a word and it's relevant to your situation. But I want to say every word in the Bible is for you. And you can claim those words, you can claim those scriptures. they meant to be there for you and I. So when you're trusting God and you've been given a promise or a prophecy, put the Lord in remembrance of his promises and prophecies that you have received so that you may receive it. In 2 Corinthians 1, 2, it says, For all the promises of God in him are. Oh, yes, and him, amen, to the glory of God through us. You see, the Lord will not lie to us, because at the end of the day, all the glory belongs to the Lord. And just with regards to prophecies, in one Thessalonians five twenty, it says, "Do not treat prophecies with contempt." This means that the Lord wants us to take our prophecies seriously, and prophecies are words. Spoken by man, but it reflects the Lord's heart and purpose for our lives. In Isaiah fifty five ten to twelve it says The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water it, they cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry, and it is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. Remember what I said that every time that we speak words, we are we are planting seeds for the now, for the future, or whoever we speak about or over their lives, we are prophesying. We either can gossip about people and plant negativity. Um, we, we actually curse them with our words. But when we speak life, It will take root. So the Lord says, I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I will send it. So the Lord's word, this is what he's talking about. He's talking about his word, the word in in the Bible. It says his word will produce fruit. It will accomplish all that it sets forth for for what he has sent it to do. And then I'm also reminded of praying. You know, praying is so powerful. You know, sometimes we we don't know what to do. We're sitting in situations where, you know, we, we our hands are tied, you know, especially with our children. I've got a, a older daughter now and she's at Stellenbosch and she's at Rees. I'm not there to, um, you know, watch over her 24-7, you know, or when our kids get married. We're still parents. We still worry about them. But we're not there all the time to, you know, to keep an eye on them. But God can. God can. And that's why prayer is so powerful. You know, we can still pray for them. We can pray for one another. And we are setting those seeds, those plants, those. We, we are allowing God to grow that in their lives. And, you know, prayer is so powerful. And it it reminds me of this parable in Luke 18, 1 to 5. And it says, never stop praying. It says, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and never give up. Excuse me. There was a judge in a certain city. He neither feared God nor cared about people. And a widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this, this dispute with my enemy. And the judge ignored her for a while. But finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. And I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with a constant request. And if we look at Luke eighteen six to 8, it continues. Then the Lord said, this is to his disciples or to the to the crowd. Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision at the end. So don't you think that the Lord will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns... How many will he find on earth who have faith? So what the Lord is saying is never give up. Continue praying, trusting him for your circumstances. And in Matthew 7 verse 7, it says, trust the Lord for whatever you may be contenting contenting for. You don't know when that breakthrough will come. Don't give up. Just keep on asking. Keep on knocking. And it says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. Don't give up. Never stop praying and trusting Him. You know, there are times in our lives when we don't know what to pray for or how to pray, we don't have the words or the strength to pray. And these are the times when we can trust the Holy Spirit to pray on our behalf. This is where we pray in our heavenly tongue or language. You know, the Spirit knows what we need to pray for even when we don't. So praying in the Spirit should be part of our daily lives. And if we read Romans eight twenty six to verse 27, it says, So in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worthless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. You know, sometimes the things we are trusting the Lord for does not always manifest immediately. Or sometimes he does not always give us what we ask for. But we need to understand that the Lord is ultimately in control of our lives. And I want to share this and I want to to tell you that God does answer prayers. And I said, maybe he doesn't answer it in the way that we want him to answer it. But, you know, God doesn't always give us what we want. He gives us what we need. And in Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are Are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts your thoughts. You see, we all need to know it is that God is good and all-knowing. He has our best interest in heart. And Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good. For those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. So just keep trusting Him. Keep on praying. I believe that's such an important part, that without prayer, and, and when we pray, I, I just want to encourage you not just to pray, but to, to actually be um, anticipated, or what's the word? To anticipate an answer that God does answer, be expectant. That's the word. Be expectant that God will answer our prayers, and I also want to, from touch onto this the, the the topic of faithfulness, and praise and worship. You know, sometimes we are always asking God for things, and sometimes I just feel, you know, we never, we never say thank you you know in this week i was so reminded um i had this lady from church who came to me she shared her testimony and how god had healed her and we stood with her just you know encouraged her and she really had that faith and um so she has such an awesome testimony and she was sharing it with me. And the very first thing that came to mind, um, you know, God yielded. This was part of her testimony. And I said to her, you know what, all I can think of now is those 10 um, men who had leprosy. And, you know, out of the, out of the 10 people that God yielded, only one person came back to say thank you. And I truly believe that we need to cultivate not just a, um, a heart of asking God, but to cultivate a heart of gratitude and thankfulness. And I just want to start with reading Psalm 103 to 4 that says, Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pastures. Let us enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. You know, thankfulness is a form of humility. You know, it's acknowledging that nothing good comes from us, but only from God above. In James 1.17, it says, Every good and perfect gift comes from above, coming down from the Father, of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. You know, God does not change. You know, he is the same today as he was yesterday. And that's why his name is I am, and that indicates that he is also a good God. He is constant. He is reliable. You know, I think one of the biggest things that the enemy lies to us about is that God is not really good. You know that God is out there to punish us. You know that we need to going to, we need to be good in order for God to accept us. And if not, God is going to whip us. Um. And we really, like um, Bill Johnson once said, I just want to stipulate this. He says, God is good. Everything that is good comes from God. The devil is evil. It's bad. Everything that is bad comes from the enemy. And we shouldn't confuse that. And I I really, my heart is that you will really know that God wants the best for us in every area of our lives. You know, our lives, our health, our families and all our possessions and every good thing we have comes from the Lord. Even when our circumstances are not perfect, we can always find something to be thankful for. You know, there are people out there who, who may be experiencing far worse difficulties than what we are facing right now. You know, sometimes you have to look at your circumstances and. And, and just thank God, you know, just thank him, thank him for your children. Thank you that you're healthy if you are healthy, because there are a lot of people that are ill. And um, I remember one day when I was sick and I, um, I used to run and be a runner and I still run a little bit now. But at that stage, I was running half marathons and, you know, I was into my running and I remember getting really sick. And I remember sitting and, and looking through the window and I saw this lady run past and I had this feeling of almost jealousy. You know, God, look, look where I am. I'm, I'm not well. I'm sitting here. I can't run. And, you know, look how healthy that person is. And, you know, the Lord, you know, he just spoke to me at that moment and he said to me, Alana, you know what? I can yield you and you can still run. You don't know what lies ahead for someone else and never compare yourself to anyone else. Be grateful for what you have and where you are. You know, we need to look at life in perspective sometimes. You know, it's better to, to experience difficulties with God than not to have God in our lives at all. You know, some people are never satisfied with what they have. They always want bigger and better. And we need to ask ourselves who and what are the most important aspects in our lives. You know, what do we place our value upon? You know, what the Bible says, where your heart is, um, there's your treasure, you know, the truth is that our materialistic possessions at the end of the day have no eternal value. You know, Matthew six nineteen to twenty says lay not for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust uh, can corrupt, where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The way we treat and love others matter more to God than the wealth and materialistic possessions that we own. You know, we need to value people more than things and unfortunately there are people that do value things above people you know thankfulness brings about contentment when we look at Philippians 4 11 to 12 and I think this is the this is Paul that says I am not saying this because I'm in need for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. As I said, we need to cultivate a heart of thankfulness, cultivating a positive attitude in one's life. Instead of seeing the cup half empty, we can start seeing the cup half full and You know, our circumstances in life will never change, but our perception can change. It's how we perceive the struggles that we are going through. It's how we interpret the struggles that we are going through. You know, we can make a change just by cultivating a heart of thankfulness, choosing To think positive thoughts, even in the midst of chaos, if we choose to focus on the good, we choose to take our thoughts captive, you know, we can change the way we see things. It's a deliberate effort to change one's mindset and to have a positive mindset. Because you know what? At the end of the day, thankfulness is a choice. And I want to read part of Isaiah 61. It says, and put on a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. You know, sometimes when I think about um, depression and I think about anxiety and I think about a lot of things that people go through and, I, you know, we realize it all comes back to the way we think and the way we perceive things. But if we can put on that garment of praise, that thankfulness, when we can start speaking those things out over our lives, over our circumstances, no matter what we are seeing, you know... When we are feeling that spirit of heaviness or despair, you know, we should just start praising God in our circumstances. And, you know, the Lord will lift us up. And to praise God is a form of spiritual warfare. You know, every time that you um, prophesy good things in the midst of the storm, every time you declare the word of God, every time you praise God in the middle of your storm, you are declaring warfare. You know, despair, discouragement, negativity is all attempts from the enemy to steal your joy and your peace. And you know what I realized, you know, that we, the enemy can only a, a, attack you or affect you as much as you allow him to. He actually has no legal right Over you as a Christian, because you belong to Jesus. Therefore, the Bible says, Choose life. I lay before you life and death. Choose life. The enemy can only take as much as we allow him to take. So, we have got the power, we have got the authority to overcome everything. That's what the word says. We are more than overcomers. In Christ Jesus, and praise and worship is so powerful. You know that it shifts things in the atmosphere. It ashes in the presence of God, and it brings heaven to earth. And in one Samuel sixteen twenty three, it says, "And whenever the tormenting spirit troubled soul, now." Saul was one of the kings that that God appointed. Actually, Samuel appointed King Saul on behalf of God. But Saul went completely off track. And the Lord took his spirit away from Saul. And at that time, Saul was tormented by the spirit. And David, King David, when he was still young, would go and play on his harp. And then soul would feel much better, and the tormenting spirit would go away. You know, as we sing and declare the words of the songs, whatever song it may be, into the atmosphere. and that is the power of words, because sometimes when we sing, it's not just about singing, we are declaring those words in the spiritual realm. We are speaking those things in over our lives, over our circumstances, and in actual fact, without even knowing it, as I said. It's spiritual warfare where the word of God is declared and the presence of God manifest, You know that no evil can withstand in that atmosphere. And I must admit that praise and worship was not a big deal for me at one stage of my life until the Lord showed me something very powerful. Um, you know, one day I was sitting um, in praise and worship and I, I wasn't singing. You know, sometimes you just sit, you close your eyes, everybody's standing up with their hands in the air. And I just didn't want to. I don't know. I just really didn't feel like praising and worshiping. I didn't feel like doing anything. And I heard the Lord say to me clearly, get up and open up your eyes. And I was like, no, Lord, I don't, I really don't feel like doing it. And the Lord said to me, I want you to get up. And at that moment of obedience, I got up. And there was this man in front of me, praising and worshiping God. And all of a sudden I saw a manifestation in the spirit. And the Lord just reminded me. And he said to me, Alana, In praise and worship, even in praise and worship, I set my people free. Even demons have to flee um, in praise and worship, in that atmosphere. And all of a sudden, I just had a revelation, you know, that God, nothing's impossible for Him. And I'll be honest with you, I'll never take praise and worship for granted ever again. God can do so much when we praise Him. You know when we when we are standing up against everything that is surrounding us, when we speak it out, when we, um, you know, speak out aloud—not in our thoughts, but speak it out aloud, so that it will manifest in the in the spiritual realm. You know, it's a powerful tool where people can be set free, as I said, and delivered from demonic strongholds. There are many testimonies of how God has healed people through praise and worship. I don't know if you, any of you, know that song "I Raise a Hallelujah," um, written by um, Jonathan Hills from Bethel Church, and he says the words of the song says, "My weapon is a melody," and we are in the midst of warfare when we praise and worship. When we sing, we are declaring. Um, We are declaring war. Um, You know, obedience is also a form of praise. And it demonstrates our respect and love towards our Creator. You know, every time we step out in obedience, you know, we respect and love God. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. It is good to praise the Lord with our words, but our lives and actions should praise Him too. You know that we are living sacrifices of God. Our whole life should reflect him, that we are representatives of him. And everything that we do, everything that we say, you know, we are sacrificing our life for the Lord. And that is one way that we show our thankfulness towards him, by lying him. You know, um, Bill Johnson always says that we manifest the presence of God. And so let us manifest the presence of God today. But let us just take a break and then we'll come back shortly. Welcome back. This is Alana Fear. and if you've just tuned into Radio K Pulpit you are with my program called Body Matters and I've just been chatting about the power of the tongue, how powerful it is that, you know, life and death lies in the power of the tongue and then also just thankfulness that, you know, we need to cultivate an attitude of thankfulness towards God and so I just want to end off. Um, we've got a few minutes left, and I just want to say that we we really need to praise the Lord, you know sometimes we um we as I said, we ask God for so many things, Lord help me, you Lord, heal me, but we sometimes forget when God does what He does to actually thank Him, and so we need to praise the lord out of out of fear and and it's not the fear that we experience in a negative way. But it's the fear of God's holiness, His greatness, knowing that we are all subjected to His grace and mercy. You know, we are nothing without Him. And He gives us, He gives life and He takes life. And our lives are in His hands, you know. And without Him, we would not exist in the first place. And God is an all-knowing God. And He's ultimately in control of our lives. And I want to tell you that God has got the final say in your life. And He is a loving Father. God loves you. I want to just encourage you this morning that God is good. He wants to give you good things. He says in His Word He's a good Father. He says that even if the unjust judge could give The lady, what she wanted, how much more will our Father in heaven not give us? And today you might be asking or trusting God for something. And you might not see it with your physical eye today. But I want to tell you, never stop praying. Keep on praying. Keep on knocking. And that door will be opened. And God does hear your praise. And God will never fail you. In your situation. Sometimes he doesn't answer us immediately or in the way that we think he should. But just keep on praising him. Keep the faith. Don't, don't let go of your faith. Keep on keeping on. You know, God will do it for you. He will. And if your faith is low, ask him. You can ask him to give you an extra measure of faith. You know, because faith is a gift from God. Line your words up with what you want. Take what you're trusting him for. Line your words up with that. If you're trusting for healing, speak healing. If you're trusting for breakthrough, speak breakthrough. If you're trusting for whatever it is, take out those scriptures. Meditate on them. Declare them out loud. Speak them into existence and keep on keeping on because you're sowing seeds And you will see those seeds manifest in Jesus' name. You know, God is mighty. And at the end of the day, He is worthy of praise. Everything is in His hands. So I just want to end off today by just praying for you. And Lord, I just want to pray for every listener out there today. Lord, that you will just touch their hearts. I pray that you will put their thoughts um, into perspective, Father. Give them an attitude of thankfulness and gratefulness. Lift their spirits, Father. Lord, answer their prayers. Reveal yourself to them, Father, in a supernatural way. God, that their tongues, they will be so aware of what they say, Father God. That whatever they want, they will be able to speak that into existence, Father. Because their mouths are so powerful, Father God. And I pray that you will touch their mouths, Father. That you will speak to them, Father. Make them aware of of your presence, your goodness in this time. And I thank you, Father, that you will be with them. Cover them, protect them, shield them, deliver them, help them, guide them, give them wisdom, Father, in every area of their lives. And thank you that you're a good God. And I ask this all in your precious name, Jesus Christ. So I just want to thank you so much for joining me. I hope that this word was encouraging. I hope that you will be more aware of what you say and choose life, speak life. And that's my message for today. And unfortunately, it's the end of the program. And we'll meet again next Saturday at the same time. From me, at Willie Fear, have a blessed week. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.